you have uh, a piece of paper, you have a notebook in which you can write. I have, I have writing assignments this morning. And that means everybody, don't sit there with your arms folded now. Everybody get a piece of paper. This is going to be one of the most interesting assignments you've had in a long time. Get you a piece of paper and something you can write on. Get at an angle from your neighbor so that they cannot see what you're writing. Everybody, is anybody that does not have a piece of paper? If so, there are those with lots of paper who will share with you. Everybody have a piece of paper? All right, Floyd, do you have a piece of paper? Huh? Right there, all right. It is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. If the Lord tarries in his promised return. The when is that time when God says for each one of us, one by one, individually, all right, enough is enough, come on home, and we're all going to die. We don't like to think about that, really. We make our preparation for it in Christ, but we really don't like to think about all that's involved in our death. Now, what I want you to do, and I'm going to, we're going to take just a very few minutes for this, but I think it's an important exercise. If you were to be translated to the glories of heaven from the Ridgecrest campus, I want you to write down what you would like to appear in the obituary in your hometown newspaper. What, what do you think the obituary editor would write about you? What would you like for him to write about you? I'm going to give you about three minutes to write your own obituary. Get to it. Now, this, by the way, is just for you. It's not for your neighbor. It's not for me. Danny's not going to stand on a chair and lead us in the reading of these. This is just for you. But I want you to think about what would appear in your obituary. Kevin, if you're taping this, you can just sort of cut it for the moment. Thank you. A little exercise did not make you sad. Rather an opportunity to review however many years God has given you to live on this earth and what you have done 
with those years and how you would like to be remembered. Now I have another exercise for you. Just draw a line under your personal obituary. By the way, when you get home, you might want to type that up and send a copy to the obituary editor just to have for him to have on file. All right, now what I want you to do, I want you to imagine that it is August the 27th, 1997. It is five years from today. And I want you to list down three or four or five or however many come to your mind I want you to list down what you would consider being a part of an absolutely perfect day for you. Five years from today, August the 27th, 1997. Think about what you would like to have happen to you or for you to do or to experience exactly five years from today. Two or three minutes, create your perfect day. Two, two statements that you've written there, one having to do with how you have lived your life up to now and how you would like to be remembered in cold print, and the other, the planning of a perfect day for you five years from today. Now, I doubt seriously if David, who was the shepherd boy and the killer of Goliath and the sweet singer of Israel and the king, if David ever entered into such an exercise as this, I don't remember ever seeing his name on the conference at either Ridgecrest or Glorietta in Church Media Library Week. But if he had come and entered into such an exercise, particularly the latter, I kind of think that he might have that in mind when he wrote the 116th Psalm. Now just listen to it. I love the Lord. For he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay I said, all men are liars. 
How can I repay the Lord for his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Did you happen to notice five mountain peaks that David recalled as he wrote that 116th Psalm? There are five distinct mountain peaks that I think he was saying both described the life that he had lived and what he wanted to do now so that if God gave him another five years that the life that he was living in relationship to God would be such that it would be a great cause of rejoicing not only for him but for others in that second verse he said I will call on him these are the great I wills of David I will he said call on him to pray to talk to God to be in his presence would a perfect day exist for you or for me if it did not include talking to the Father would a perfect day exist for any one of us if it did not include being able to hear the Father with some fresh word and some word of encouragement. I will call on him. And then in the ninth verse, we have another mountain peak where it says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Walking is activity. It's going. It's doing. Walking in itself is an act of communication. It is the carrying of self to some place else so that the hands may minister and the voice may speak and eyes may see. I will walk, how? By myself, in the shadows of doubt, in the valleys of the shadows of death? No. I will walk before the Lord. And, and he goes, you see, in that eighth verse, why well, we could spend the whole time on that and still need some more time to talk about it. In the eighth verse, he says, For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death. You have delivered my eyes from tears. You have delivered my feet from stumbling that I may walk before you. Oh, the great mountain peak of David here saying, I will walk with the Lord. I'll walk before the Lord. I'll walk 
beside the Lord. I want to walk with the Lord. Would a perfect day for any one of us exclude walking in sweet fellowship with the Father? That's what David said. I will walk with the Lord. There is another mountain peak here, and it's over in the 12th verse when he says, how can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? Now, that is just another way of saying, I will repay the Lord to the best of my ability. I will search out a way. He says, how can I do it? I, he said, I really don't know at this moment. But I want, he says, to repay the Lord. Now, none of us can really do that. You can't write out a check that's big enough. You can't work hard enough. You can't do enough. You can't be enough. To repay the Lord for all the goodness that he has brought to your life and to mine. But isn't it to be like an old sponge that simply soaks up the blessings of God without desiring to be squeezed so that the blessings can flow through us out to others? Isn't that the, the mark of one who is indeed an ingrate? I will, he said, repay the Lord. How's the best way we can try, try, even try, to repay the Lord for all his goodness to us? It's to look around and to see those who have need and to reach out and to bless them and to touch them. To see somebody who's dying in loneliness and to go and sit for 10 or 15 minutes and simply talk and let them talk. You share a life. I will repay the Lord, said David. That's his mountain peak. And he said, my perfect day will include reaching out and doing my best to be to others what God has been to me. There are so many needs all around us. And there are needs of people all around you that only you can meet. The nursing homes are full of people who are literally dying, not necessarily from some physical trauma, but simply dying from loneliness. And an hour's time from you would be like the shining of a beautiful sunrise in their life. He said, I will repay the Lord for all of his mercies to me. There's another I will in the 14th verse. He says, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. I was in the pastorate for 31 years before I went with the Sunday school board. And after that time, some 15 years ago, through these last 15 years, I've been in churches and I've been involved in church life and church activities. And over the course of almost 50 years of ministry, I've run across an awful lot of people who say, I am not going to make a pledge. Don't you come to me with a pledge card. I will not make a pledge. I will give, 
and always stated as though they're going to give very generously. I will give, but I will not make a pledge. David happened to say in the 14th verse, I will fulfill my vows unto the Lord. It's that same dear brother who says, I'll give, I will not make a pledge, I will not give a vow, make a vow to the church. I say, all right, when you stand with that darling of your life at the altar of marriage, are you going to turn around to the congregation and say very loudly, I love this woman with all my heart, but I'm not going to take a vow? Say, no, that's silly. How silly we get in our irrationalities about spiritual things. You see, there's something wonderful about making a vow. For when you make a vow, you set your sights on something out there to be achieved that is beyond you at this moment. We normally think of it in terms of our financial contribution, but it involves the totality of life, not just the dollars that move out of our pocketbooks. I will make my vows before the Lord in the presence of his people. The vows that we make to God are not to be the secret things, but rather for the glory of God, our vows public. It is I will seek to be this, to do this, to accomplish this in this time frame that God gives me. Would your perfect day five years from now really be perfect if you were not realizing the victory that comes out of a disciplined walk for five years in order to achieve something five years from today that you cannot achieve at this moment. At this moment. The perfect day five years from now will surely include having a victory in the Lord, the reaching of a milestone that spiritually we set out there in front of ourselves, that we make a vow to God, by this time, O oh Lord, with your help, I'm going to do this thing for you. And we get our priorities straight and we do it. And that's a mountain peak. I will fulfill my vows. And the fifth Mountain top in this chain of the mountains of David. 17th verse. I will sacrifice a thank offering unto you. Sacrificing. Have you ever really sacrificed? anything for God. Have you ever really parted with that which is extremely precious to you and you've given it for the glory of God? There are many parents who pray that God will call children to go to the mission fields of the world 
but they add a P.S. By the way, call my neighbor's child. Don't call mine. David said, I will sacrifice a thank offering. None of us knows how long we have. There isn't a one of us who knows when the obituary page will have our name. None of us knows we're going to be around five years from today. But surely if we are, that one day, five years from today, ought to be, for the glory of Jesus, a wonderful day. A day of calling on him and talking. A day of walking with him. A day of repaying to others a part of the debt we owe to God. It'll be a day when we fulfill the vows that we've made. It'll be a day when we're willing to sacrifice for his glory. Plan your perfect day and get ready for it in the days that are between now and then for the glory of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the 116th Psalm. Thank you for the struggle of soul that David had in his life and his willingness to go on record before his people to declare how much he loved you and how much he wanted to live for you. Dear God, I thank you for these who are in this room who cast long shadows in their churches and in their communities and who reach out and bless lives, little and big, young and old, in their ministries, in the media centers. Dear God, give to them the victory and the joy and the peace and the excitement that comes in from this point and this juncture of life to set their sights on what is still to be done and what still can be done in their lives and for me and mine. Bless every conference today. Bless those who travel. And oh, dear God, help us so to live so that others, hearing the word that we have died, will say there is somebody who really walked with Jesus. Amen.